And now the podcast about a group of friends who had never seen Arrested Development and the one podcaster who had no choice but to get them all together. This is Frozen Bananas and Ketchup. Anyang, and welcome back to another episode of Frozen Bananas and Ketchup, the podcast where we catch up on Arrested Development. I am your host, John, and joining me as always are my esteemed co-hosts, Gio, Charlie, and Peter. Gentlemen, welcome back. Hello. Hello. Hi, diddly ho, ho, ho there. <laughs> all right. Very excited to have you all back. And today we have a special guest joining us uh, for the third or fourth time. We have Jada returning to the show. Jada, welcome back. It's good to be back, guys. All right. Happy to have you here. And I, I know I still speak to you every week on our other podcast. What's that podcast called, Jada? Why? For all you listeners out there, and to remind you, John, it's called Popcorn and Ketchup, where we catch up on all your favorite movies that you may or may not have seen. <laughs> yes, we do. And I like that podcast so much that I always try to rate these episodes with popcorn buckets, as Charlie is quick to remind me not to do. Yeah, what yep. the hell, John? <laughs> hate that shit. But we're not here to talk about popcorn today. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. We are here to talk about Arrested Development. So let's jump in. This week's episode is called Faking It, and the description is as such. As the family's upcoming deposition nears, they participate in a mock trial hosted by Judge Reinhold. Michael searches for a mysterious witness on the list, while the prosecuting attorney makes Michael an offer he can't refuse. Meanwhile, Job practices his ventriloquism act, and Buster fakes a coma to get out of testifying. All right, so let's jump in and see what everybody thought. Let's start with our guest, Jada. Jada, what were your thoughts on this episode? I like this episode a lot. It's definitely a time capsule. I don't like it for the same reasons that I like the other episodes that we've already discussed. There's not like a lot of Bluth world building here, but from a comedy writing standpoint, there's a lot going on here that I love to talk about so can't wait to get into it very nice very nice and i definitely agree i can't wait to get into it either but first i want to hear from charlie charlie what are your thoughts i liked it wasn't one of my favorites but you know kept me entertained so that's good all right we will take it yeah that's a win <laughs> yeah a win is a win and geo what do you got for us i enjoyed this episode a lot so it's it's better than the other episode. If you heard a flicking noise, I was flicking a card. Sorry about that. So I enjoyed this episode a lot. I, I liked it better than most of the episodes in the season so far. So that's good. Well, that that's not a lot. Not to say for a lot because the season hasn't been that. I didn't really like the season so far, but this is one of the better ones. All right, that's what we like to hear. And that brings us to last but certainly not least, my friend Peter. Peter. What are your thoughts? I think I agree with basically what everyone else kind of already summarized. It was a pretty good episode. It wasn't one of my favorite episodes. There's been a lot stronger episodes in the previous two seasons, but I feel like this this season is a little, a little lagging in terms of really good episodes, but um, it was pretty good. All right. Very good. Very good. All right. And let's jump in and see what topics people wanted to bring to the table. So let's start with Charles W. Chuck Noel. Charlie, what do you got for us? I like right in the beginning, we had a really good quote uh, with Michael talking to his dad about the deposition and the witnesses. 
And he goes, they got one guy who won't be talking unless they got a hand inside of them. And then you have Tobias go, oh, please, Michael. Even then, I wouldn't say anything. (laughs) 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 So, you know, Tobias just outing himself constantly is, you know, my favorite. You know, I'm starting to suspect he might have homosexual tendencies. That's Tobias. (laughs) Just a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, like that. And then what was it later on the episode? And then they were in like the secret room and Michael's like, are you coming out? And he's like, no, no, I'm going to fight for my wife. I'm going to keep my marriage alive. (laughs) I'll stay in the secret room with the muscle men magazines. (laughs) That's his gym. He does his workouts there. Maybe those magazines must have been here from George Sr., he opens it up. My name is Judge. <laughs> Seems kind of current to me. <laughs> Quality. Very good, Charlie. Good topic. And let's jump to Peter. Peter, what do you got? I guess building off of Charlie's topic, the real person on the witness list that will only talk if someone's hands inside of them was the return of Franklin, who was, was it? Oh, he yeah. died, rested, <laughs> and ready to work. He came back in this episode, which was a fun little callback. Uh, I thought we had seen the last of him, but he actually came in clutch this episode. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Happy to have him back. And yes, he has recovered from the unfortunate bleaching incident, and he's he's back to his wicked ways. I like the way that Job explores other ways instead of just, you know, being a straight terrible ventriloquist act. (laughs) He uses the Judge Reinhold talking magazine, and he creates a whole bit around it. And that bit he squeezed it for every bit of humor or life that you could possibly do with that one thing. And it's commendable <laughs> that he did. <laughs> Judge, my name. <laughs> it's less commendable that even when he was using a recording for his ventriloquist act, he would continue to move his lips anyway. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was cracking up at that. Like, Michael, like, you're moving your lips still. <laughs> Not the best puppeteer. Not the best. Like, the lengths that he goes to to make that bit work uh, are incredible. Yes, I am judging your name. It am silly. Is. Oh, now you're correcting my grammar? (laughs) Uh, Quality. Franklin's shirt that he was wearing said, George Bush doesn't care about black puppets. (laughs) I didn't notice. In response to Kanye's. (laughs) Oh, yes. Again, it's a time capsule. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes, we were just talking about that on our Austin Powers episode. Yes, when um, yeah, Kanye stood beside a very shell-shocked Austin Powers, dropping that piece of wisdom on America. Wasn't that during like uh, Katrina also yes. because of yeah. FEMA and stuff? Yeah. Let's see. Let's jump over to Jada. Jada, what is a topic you wanted to discuss? Just the Judge Reinhold bit in general. This whole show and episode exists because Judge's name is Judge, and he's going to be the judge of a courtroom drama or a courtroom show. And just the commitment these writers have to that terrible joke endears me to them, that they were like, this is just really funny to us, so we're going to put it in the show. And not only that, but they like fight over it. Like, I can't be called 
Judge Reinhold. We're going to change it to J Reinhold. So then it's mock trial with J Reinhold instead of um, <laughs> Mr. Reinhold's courtroom, which also would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. You know, like, the real whole reason why he's there is to play on his name, and then they choose not to use that in the, the title. It's funny. And the tag on the end of all of this is Bud Court at the end. Uh, like, they thought of this, like they clearly mined this joke for all of the humor. And they were like, are there any other celebrities we could do this with? Bud Court? Interesting side fact. I always thought Bud Court played Eddie Munster, but that's Butch Patrick. I have no <laughs> idea who Bud, Bud Court is, yeah. <laughs> except for this joke. Peter Phillison, who's Bud Court? That I, I don't know. He, he looks weird. But um, speaking of funny things with the names associated to the episode in the, the reality court TV, we did have another time capsule pop culture reference of William Hung and the and his Hung jury acting as the band for the mock trial with Jay Reinhold. You gotta uh, sing William it. You gotta Hung. sing it, Peter. You gotta sing it. She bangs, she bangs. There you go. No, yeah. mock trial uh, with Jay Reinhold. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, William Hung, for those younger listeners, I guess, became famous for singing horribly during an audition for American Idol. And he kind of got himself a, a minor singing career of just, again, singing absolutely horribly and to see him in this episode was was kind of funny the entire nation of america decided it was absolutely okay to bully this person who appeared on american <laughs> idol they're just like hey it's fine he sings bad and he kind of he's an oddball we're gonna laugh at him and you know <laughs> more power to him for leaning into it and making what he could out of it but um it's a sad state of affairs america Wag of the finger. I wonder what he's doing now. I hope that mock trial with Jay Reinhold <laughs> is still going strong in the Arrested Development universe. So would you actually watch that show if it was a real show? Just to laugh, I guess. It's I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah, that seems like it would be incredible. When I'm sick and I need a bowl of soup. Yeah. <laughs> can, can, and my ginger can ale. Someone, <laughs> can someone answer a question I have? I don't know if I missed a reference or whatever. What was up with judges like robes he like walked out very constricted and weird and like what i didn't understand what was going on i put that in i i put that he was wearing a corset some kind of yeah and i didn't understand why did did i miss something i feel like the joke must be vanity based like judge reinhold is such a perfectionist that he needs to make sure that he looks a certain way on screen and you know i did notice that his gait was really weird and he was just very much one of those obsessive creator types. So maybe it was just a specific, like, dig at that. If you've seen him in other movies and things like that, he's much looser. Like, that's a very weird portrayal of him, so I don't get it. Yeah. I also liked um, that it was kind of him being in this episode was kind of a callback to the previous episode where he, he just had, like, this quick shot of, like, a, almost like a celebrity guest spot in the last episode that we um, reviewed. And now all of a sudden he, he had a full-blown role as himself. It was, it was very funny. Does this mean Bud Court's coming back next episode for a full <laughs> Bud Court episode? It's funny he'd never heard of Judge Judy before. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I can't, I don't remember exactly what he said, but like I've never heard of the guy or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he said guy. <laughs> Never heard of the guy. Fun, fun. Let's see. Geo, 
what is a topic you wanted to bring to the table? Uh, I thought it was funny when uh, Lucille, she goes to Buster every time she's drunk at night and starts telling all the secrets of the house, of the family and stuff. And one of the things that she was saying, she was like, your father said he wants me to go all the way to Fallujah. I thought it was a sex act that's a popular nowadays. <laughs> With your generation. Yeah, what do you think that sex act could entail, Gio? I have no idea. It's fellatio, Gio, fellatio. <laughs> oh, fel- oh, okay, never mind. Oops. I, it goes stuff stuff goes over my head Fallujah, that's what she it. said uh, yes put that sweet crown upon my head but like yeah that was funny when she he was telling she was telling him that while he was like fake sleeping and she's like i know you're you're really awake or whatever and that kind of led to um i think what the summary had noted where he was faking um a coma i think what did the doctor specifically call it he said they it was a light to no coma <laughs> nice most likely faking most likely faking is what he said oh yeah he's like no brain activity and and, and uh lucio was like nope that's him <laughs> another thing i was gonna bring up is when they were trying to find a attorney or whatever to do the mock trial george senior was like jan is interested she carries a lot of weight and she's not ch- charging us and charging us anything and then franklin's like like to see a whore do that does that <laughs> <laughs> and he's like not the carrying the weight part but if it's free whatever <laughs> and the detail around that is that i think michael or someone called her a media whore so that is why joe made that statement about a whore he wasn't just randomly <laughs> insinuating that this woman true, is yeah. a whore <laughs> true context, context matters <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's true a little fun fact before we get to the next round of topics is that this episode was actually in a block of four episodes to conclude the original run of Arrested Development. So they played it for two hours, and this was the first of the four episodes. But we're not watching all four at once. We're doing them one at a time. So let's jump back over to Charlie. Charlie, what is another topic you had? I like how we have the incestual cousins arc again. And we got George Michael really excited over the idea of fake marrying maybe uh to appease the old folks with alzheimer's you know he's just all giddy with joy with that one it's a great day for being sad (laughs) yeah (laughs) i know the perfect cousin (laughs) and everyone's just looking at him like what (laughs) but yeah i like how maybe ends up having like a full-on like panic attack over it too and she's just like i gotta get out of here and runs off with the uh, runaway bride aspect of things. So only for them to actually get real married by the, <laughs> the non-priest. Priest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and in a split second, it changed to a bar mitzvah. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, funny. After, after she ran away. Yeah. Which we, I thought away. was funny when um, Michael was having a conversation with the prosecutor in the car and he's like, oh, maybe it's time to cut and run. And he's like, we don't do that in my family as his niece is running <laughs> away in the background. I do feel a little creeped out more so than usual with that incestuous uh, storyline between George and George Michael and maybe when he was trying to like gaslight her into changing her mind about like doing that. I feel like it was, I was just like, this is just so wrong. She That's what had I was legitimate going to say. concerns and he's literally trying to gaslight her so that he can 
kiss her again. It was very creepy. <laughs> yeah, that's like what I, what I was going to say is like we get to see George Michael, like the, the Bluth genes developing you know, where he's just like being a total dick bag by being such a manipulative asshole to her. Like we made a lot of old people sad and I think you really need to keep your commitments. <laughs> like, yeah. whoa, dude, like back the fuck up. Uh, he wants that kiss. He wants that kiss. <laughs> when the doctor was first talking about the whole idea of staging a wedding and George Michael was trying to explain to him how, I forget what it was, the whole concept about it, but he was like trying to make make believe that he wasn't attracted to his cousin and he was trying to make believe that it was just right, like, at the end he, I, I'm, I'm fucking up right now. Yes, yes you are. <laughs> he, he says at the end, he, he mumbles a bunch of stuff and then he's like, it's a great day for being sad. <laughs> that stuff is fun. Oh, you're, you're doing a great George Michael impression right there, Gio. <laughs> But no, very, very funny there. Let's jump back over to Jada. Jada, what is your next topic? I just want to point out how, like, I, I really like seeing Michael feeling pride in being a lawyer in a previous production of a Peter Pan musical. <laughs> and like, he, he seems to really think like I, he's got a shot at it. And I love that just that little flashback that they you know, cut back to where he's like, you're a crook, Captain Hook. Won't you throw the book? At the pirate. <laughs> it's so good. And um, yeah. yeah, I'll have the same representation, Dr. Uh, Captain Dr. Hook. Hook. Uh, well, actually, if um, they were throwing the book at Captain Hook, he wouldn't have been representing him. <laughs> so that's actually a little continuity error. It's true. Well, no, it's not a continuity error. They just didn't pay attention. For a I show like that went the depths to find a Bud Court joke. No, no, I'm not saying yeah. they didn't pay attention. I'm saying his father didn't pay attention. Which tracks. Sure, okay. I thought it was funny when Lucio actually called Buster Captain Hook. <laughs> that oh, yeah. hook funny. falls off and it's blurred out again. Yeah, oh. his hook falls off. Yeah. <laughs> It was a different hook this time because the other hook was, didn't he leave his hand somewhere or something? He keeps losing stuff. It was his fake hand that he lost in the machine before. What happened to the previous, like the actual hook, the first hook? Because the hook that was in his hand now, it seemed too heavy. I don't know. Let's see. Let's move on. Uh, Peter, what is your next topic? I think that I thought it was funny where Nicole did not realize that there was this huge hidden room in the house. I mean, that when they first mentioned that, oh, there's this hidden room in the hallway or whatever, I was like, oh, maybe it's like this little tiny closet thing. No, when they show the inside, it's literally a ginormous <laughs> room. I'm like, you you couldn't have figured out but like that this thing was in there. I mean, everyone else apparently had found it out previously, including like Tobias and stuff like we had mentioned before. I thought that was a little <laughs> like weird. I'm like, you and it seemed like there was like a, a real door to get into it. Like it didn't seem like the door was that hidden. <laughs> Yeah, so that wasn't so great of Nichol. And I keep saying Nichol because I also thought it was funny that he found his birth certificate, which had a typo on it, which made him think he was N. Bluth, which was on the witness list at the beginning, even though George Sr. clearly identified M. Bluth as a she, even though he was saying that she didn't really exist. So that was funny to me. Here, here, 
in the dark, it all looks the same anyway. <laughs> Another Tobias quote. And they're probably just taking a shot in the dark. Oh, Tobias. But yes, yeah, speaking of Enbluth, who does everybody think Enbluth is? Well, they did mention uh, Nelly. Michael's twin sister. Well, his twin sister is supposed to be Lindsay. Okay. And at the end, he was shown a picture of a baby with an older sister that was named Nelly. So that was the cliffhanger that Jill apparently missed that he thinks that he might have. I forgot that part. Yeah. A secret older sister. Quite the mystery. And we shall find out what happens with that. I can't and say anything because I've seen it before. That's true. You have. I will open to the floor now. Who has another topic? There's a cameo appearance from Chris Farley's brother, John Farley. And who he was, was he? The priest. The priest. He was the guy that was marrying the... the he's a priest, I guess. I don't, there's another priest in there, too, but that's not the same guy. The fake priest. I'm talking. Yeah. yeah, not not priest Ben. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that scene, uh, there was an incredible quote from Lindsay. Oh, yeah. Which is, <laughs> why don't we leave the fruits with the vegetables and go get a coffee? Which was amazing. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. So... <laughs> She's a monster. Referencing her, her husband and her supposed comatose brother. <laughs> Let's leave the fruits with the vegetables. That was hilarious. Let's see. <laughs> Shaking my head, it's so <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> it's so like visceral. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, NBC really did have magazine ads similar to that for My Name is Earl. So that's what they were referencing with My Name is Judge. Earl, my name. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody have anything else? I think it's already implied, but I again liked how the title had multiple layers of references within the show because it was called Faking It and they were faking it in the mock trial. George Michael and maybe were trying to fake get married. Like I think Charlie had already mentioned that they ended up getting really married, which we'll see how that turns out. But I like the show generally has clever references on how to apply imply their titles and tobias and Lindsay at the end ultimately decide oh, to take yeah. it as prompted by buster yes <laughs> so he can watch his cartoon network buster literally told them just fake it and turn on cartoon network and get the hell out <laughs> <laughs> what was tobias's quote on the stand about why he oh, yes. anything is the clanging the, of his no the face. clatter the clatter of his wife's breasts when they made love <laughs> when he was making love on his wife yes on her yeah i thought it was funny when michael was about to uh call in franklin or something or do something and george senior was like have fun out there because it was the last time you're gonna see this side of a courtroom until your second wife divorces your freckled ass and he was <laughs> like uh look at you look at you just blew our wedding your wedding speech <laughs> I yeah. thought that was funny. yeah that's good mock trial with jay ryan hove <laughs> mock trial with jay ryan hove that's what i gotta say oh yeah after job switched out the tape with the doctor the nurses at the place were listening to franklin's song it ain't easy being white i saw yeah that's great Nice call back to that. Later on, uh, William Hung was singing it. Yeah, they uh, do the cover as um, <laughs> Franklin goes to the stand. And Buster may have taken the forget-me-nows that Job gave him. And Job said, I thought he was dating again. <laughs> <laughs> so many implications I want, there. I want Lucille Osara to come back. 
You need to forget me now, Gio. Okay. Forget about her. Ostero. We'll see Ostero against a touch of the dizzies. Stable as a table. So just a quick reference. Uh, I just looked up who Bud Court was. Apparently, he was in like the movie MASH, and he was a title character in one of the title characters in Harold and Maude, which was about a young guy who fell in love with a geriatric woman. Those were like his big things uh, in the 70s. Yeah, thank you for checking. And he was not fond of puppets, or at least Franklin. Let's lose with the puppet. <laughs> and he did not play Eddie Munster. In the <laughs> no, he did not. No, he did not. All right, let's jump over to our frozen banana ratings. This is where we rate the episode one to ten. Let's start with Peter this time. Peter, what are you giving this episode? I'm gonna give it an eight point five, sprinkled with forget me nots. Forget me nows. Forget me now. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> it was much cuter when they were forget me nots. Yes. Forget me. Forget me not. All right, let's jump over to. Charlie, Charlie, what do you got for us? I gave this one a 7.5. That is more than fair. Giovanni, what say you? I give this episode a strong 8.1 bananas. Right. 8.1 frozen bananas from Gio. Frozen bananas. All right. And Jada, what do you got for us? I'm going to join Peter on this and say 8.5. If you guys noticed, we basically recounted all of the jokes from the episode in this episode because it's very strongly written. And but not as strongly written as the family dynamic stuff, which I really appreciate much, much more. But that's another story. It's an 8.5 solid episode, even if it does make fun of William Hung again and forever. Yeah. But he's in on it. So yeah, it's all good. Yeah, honestly, I had a slightly lower score. But with our discussion, it did bump up my score. I'm like, it gave me um, better feelings about it with our discussion. So yeah, and I was gonna give it an 8.5. But I'll also boost it slightly and give it 8.51. So, 8.51 frozen bananas. Are you sure you can spare that, John? 8.51 and a half. Yeah, sure. Why not? Half a banana. Definitely a fun episode. It's it's not a true return to form for the show, but it's uh, it's punchy and it gets you laughing. It gets you it gets you in the feels. So it's not hitting on all cylinders, but it's hitting on most cylinders. So I'll take it for this show. I would have rated it more if they brought back the doctor that says the wrong stuff at the wrong time. You love that guy. That guy's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like cracking up before the episode before that part i was like oh no he's coming back he's coming back i was cra- i was psyching myself up for him but then he didn't oh. come back sorry geo yeah you're all right because he lost his left hand <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least geo didn't get mad at my score this time eight point what you said, what did you say? <laughs> i so, just listened so to that offended. episode today one. <laughs> an eight <laughs> all right so next week we're going to be talking about the episode called family ties what does everybody think this episode might entail michael j fox is gonna make a cameo appearance um wasn't he in family ties that show back he in the 80s? was but so was justine bateman who's jason bateman's oh, yeah, older yeah, yeah, sister yeah. Yep, who he was, yeah. we know he we again we ended with the cliffhanger about this secret of older sister so i'm assuming maybe that is going to play a role when i saw the, the next title that's what came to mind we're gonna focus on nelly the older sister i also think um george michael and maybe's situation is going to uh have a bigger problem with getting married yeah. <laughs> they certainly tied the knot this episode. 
That's so. true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Jada, you already know what happens in it, but make something up. I'm just going to say, you know, I, I appreciate all of your guys' takes and um, not going to say anything about it, but I love the way all your minds work. Yes. And I will say at least one of you is right. Which one? We will find out next week. <laughs> For British eyes only. <laughs> I'd like to thank my normal co-hosts, Geo, Charlie, and Oh, Peter. yeah. And oh, yeah. I would also like to thank my abnormal co-host, Jada. Jada. Oh, yeah. No, our oh, special yeah. guest, Jada. Thank you for joining us again. And Well, I'm an we... abnormal host in that I'm a guest. That's so. true. Exactly. Yeah. No offense taken. Thanks. But we certainly hope to have you back soon. And for it's British eyes only. always a pleasure to have you on the show. It's always a pleasure being here. Thank you for having me. All right. Until then, Anyang, everybody. Bye. Peace Bye. out. Quick, do some push-ups. <laughs> George Michael had a quote um, about the Torah. Let's see. Does anybody have that handy? Um, <laughs> no, but he just completely makes it up, though. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like the Torah tells us that larger that that the larger wrong is to out our or to put our. I have bad typos. The larger <laughs> wrong Speaking is, to put, is to put our own feelings before the commitments we have we made you you know towards us sick, aged, and gross. Yes, and, and then the, and then he was like, "That's not, the narrator was like, that's not the Torah. That's not in the Torah." Yeah. <laughs>